feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. On go. There's no reason why you would bet against Rangers. No, no. Based on their performances this year. I played in a cup final side that we lost to Wraith Rovers. It was painful and you felt for the manager, Tommy Burns. Centre forwards want to score goals. That's what they are judged on. They're selfish. Of course, they are. They're precious. They love the glory. They love the glitz. They kept going with the same players the same way. I think they would have kept getting the same results. So fair play to him. He's dropped some big players. The Goal Radio Football Show. With Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Shelley Kerr. With OPC Energy Limited. The Renew energy specialists call 0808 Good evening and welcome as Rangers closing in on 28 in a row and looking for silverware. Tonight the League Cup quarterfinal against the fast improving St Mirren. Unbeaten in nine games. So that's uh, the big one tonight. Also Livingston on a run as well against bottom club Ross County. So that's the League Cup quarterfinals. They will be playing either St. Johnson or Hibs in the last four. Neither of them found it easy last night. Barry, delighted to welcome to the studio uh, the Scotland women's manager. First time we've worked with her. Shelley cares with us tonight. Yep, first time I've met Shelley, so excited to be on the show with her. Shelley, great to see you. Thank you. We're just um, reminiscing about Lowland League there before we come on. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you two uh, haven't actually met because we imagine you're both so well known in football circles. That's what we're doing, the Go Radio show. We're bringing everyone together. Shelley, you've been on the show, but it's great to have you in here tonight. You're looking forward to the matches, uh, St Mirren Rangers and Livy Ross County? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I think on paper you've got to fancy Rangers, but St Mirren are on a great run, so it'll, it'll be a tough game. And, um, you know, it's a tough one to call between Livingston and Ross County. I don't know how that one will go. And Glasgow City in action tonight in the women's game against Sparta Prague. That's going to be tough. It will be. They've lost three players to Rangers, their rivals, and, um, you know, three quality players and they're hard to replace. But, you know, they're at home um, and they've got so much experience. So, you, you know, you fancy them to get a wee goal there and, and pull it back. Their manager, Scott Booth, was reminding people they haven't lost three in a row, Glasgow City, since 2008. But obviously they lost to Rangers, lost to Sparta Prague. And tonight would be great to see them do well, Barry. Yeah, listen, it's not, it's not the worst. It's over two legs, obviously, and it's not the worst result away to um, Sparta Prague getting beat 2-1 so they've got a real opportunity tonight at home and hopefully they, they can get the vital one and progress into the, the next round So the calls are here we're open 0808 17 17 700 you can speak to us on the socials at the Go Football Show and text your message GO plus your message to 87474 Breaking news this evening West Brom have appointed Sam Allardyce Big Sam is back as manager yeah, he's been out of the game, I think, now a, a couple of years after what happened at Everton. Um, but Slavin Bilic, he goes and gets a great point last night <laughs> against Man City. Uh, and then he's sacked uh, the, the next day. But listen, I can see why West Brom have went for Sam Allardyce. He's got so much experience and he's got the experience of keeping teams in the, in the Premier League. And um, that's why I think West Brom have, have went to, to go and get Big Sam. Because um, as I said, he's got, um, he's got that thingy keeping teams up these teams are always difficult to play against and so 
look, I don't like seeing anybody no. getting sacked. Um, but listen, it's great to see Sam Allardyce back in the game. We thought maybe that would be enough last night. You know, one one with Man City, Shelley, but that's what happens in football management. It does, and then twenty four hours later, you're yep. already replaced. So I think um, he's got an eighteen month contract, Sam Allardyce, and. As Barry said, you know, he sets up his teams really defensively well. They're well organised and that's what you need when you're down that bottom end of the table. So give us your calls, 0808 17 17 700. The news came in yesterday from the Rangers AGM, Barry, and the managing director was saying, yeah, we'll, we, the model will be in the future we'll sell one or two players a season, develop people, buy them more cheaply or develop them at the academy and then send, sell them on. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I can understand that um, Celtic have done something similar over yep. the years. You look at the players that they've brought in and uh, they've sold them on, they've maybe brought them in for a couple of million pounds and sold them on for 10, 12 million pounds. So I, I, it's a good model to, to do. As long as it doesn't happen in January, I'm sure the Rangers fans will, will be hoping for that. Um, but listen, when, when players come to Scotland um, as a, a brain ground for other clubs to come in and take them, they're, they're always going to be selling clubs. Um, so I understand that model that Rangers are setting up. Shelley, what do you think for the title? Rangers very much in pole position, but is it over this early? No, absolutely not. I think um, they've been a joy to watch Rangers, mm. I have to say. They've got you know intent when they play, You know they've got an end product, they've got speed, they've got creativity and they've got some fantastic players, um, but it's certainly not over. You can't write Celtic off and you know, you've got Hibs in there that are doing well mm. too, so... Um, no, I, I wouldn't. I think it's too early, but I have to say that Rangers have been fantastic this season, and um, they're certainly the benchmark of Scottish Premiership. And Neil Lennon has a big decision to make uh, this weekend. Does he go back to the players tried and tested, or keep the three or four who've come in in the last ten days? I can understand what Neil said after the game at the weekend. Yeah. Um, these players have done fantastic for Celtic over the years, um, won countless trophies, but look. Two wins out of two. Um, I think he's got to keep the same team. Um, there's no doubt about it. It's, what would you do? It's br- I would keep the same team. Yeah. Um, these players that have come in have brought a real freshness mm-hmm. to the Celtic team, something that they've probably been lacking over the last four, five weeks. So if you're asking my opinion, I think he'll, he'll stick with the, um, the same team that's won the last two games. Shelley Kerr, the Scotland women's manager, what would you do if you were the Celtic manager for this weekend? Hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think you've got to be in those shoes um, to make that decision. But the only little anomaly for me is it's a cup final. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need a bit of experience there. So maybe he'll, he'll balance it off with some experienced players and the players that have been in form. So, but I, I, I couldn't call it because I think that he's already mentioned about being loyal mm-hmm. to players. So will he go with those experienced players? Will he bring, bring Scott Brown back? And I don't know. I don't know what he'll do. It'll be good week's training because I'm sure <laughs> guys will be desperate again that starting yeah. 11. That's what you want to do. Cup finals, uh, as a player, that's what you dream of, of playing in. Um, so he's got big decisions to make. Um, as you said, uh, there's players there like Scott Browns who over the, the course of the last 10 years have been phenomenal players for, for the club. And as I said, won um, a barrel load of, of, of trophies. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I just think you're looking at guys like Sorrow and Turnbull and even Connor Hazard, the goalkeeper. I think the last two games that I've watched Celtic, I think they've, they've been really impressive. I don't know where Sorrow's been the, the last um, year or so. He's really impressed me. Um, and David Turnbull, you know what I, I think of him. I think it was a fantastic signing for Celtic, £3 million. I think in the future he's going to be a top player for Celtic and hopefully 
for the national team. And the news came out uh, yesterday evening as well about Alfredo Morelos and Rangers have accepted the two-game ban for the the forearm smash. I know they said an elbow at first. It wasn't the elbow. The manager was right, but when you looked at it, Shelley, were, do you think that's the right decision? I think it is the right decision. There's no point in you know complaining about it. Take the punishment and get on with it. I think when you see the rerun, watch the game. I think um, it was the right decision that the, you know the Scottish FA made. There was no need for it, was there? Really? No. Listen, I think you know when you look at the game, he certainly can look after himself. He's he's a strong, powerful player. Um, I think this season he's played a little bit deeper um, and his disciplinary this season I think has been better mm-hmm. so it's probably disappointing for Rangers you know that you know they're going to lose out and he's going to miss a couple of matches Barry? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if you take that edge off Morelos he's, he's not the same player but what he done what he done in, in Sunday was silly um, I think if the referee or the, the assistant or even the fourth official had seen it clearly it would have been a red card for me um, so I think Rangers have went back and watched the video and that there's that they've taken the two game um, that there's no doubt about it um, but it's just a bit selfish sometimes Morelos I think it's certainly about Shelley I've got to agree with what Shelley said there he's certainly improved, improved on that side of things um, but he's got away with one take the two games and, and move on Stephen Gerrard was speaking about Morelos Listen we want we want to rely on Alfredo all the time that's his job Alfredo has to handle that pressure I have to handle that pressure we all do we're all representing Rangers we know he'll bounce back and it won't be too long before he's scoring lots of goals and he's smiling even more than he is now but I think one important thing to mention is he's doing a fantastic uh, job for the team in terms of his in terms of the messages we're giving him what he needs to do for the team in and out of possession so just because people on the outside don't see the goals doesn't necessarily mean that we have the same feelings towards Alfredo. So much good news at Rangers so far this season. A joy to watch, as you were saying, Shelley, every area of the park. You know, for the Rangers fans, um, the, it's been years in the waiting mm. to get a team like this, probably since Barry played in that, that yeah. team. But um, I think from a neutral point of view in Scottish football, they are, they're so entertaining to watch. You know, the speed and intent that they attack with. You know, I, I love the fullbacks, Barisic and, and Tavernier. When they go forward, they go on the inside, and that's so difficult to play against. And they've always got overloads across the pitch. It's, they are, they're really exciting to watch. Yep, yeah, I, I don't know what Shelley thinks. I, I agree. I, I love watching them the, the way they play, but I love them the, the dirty side of the game mm-hmm. when they lose the ball. I mean, you've got guys like Kent chasing 40, 50 yards back the, the pitch. Um, they're desperate to win the ball back. That That's the side that they've always been a good team, Rangers. It's when they lose the ball, that's when people can switch off. But they're, they're so well drilled. There's obviously been a lot of work going on in, in the training ground. And as, as I said, first and foremost, you've got to work hard as a team. Um, and, and they're certainly doing that. With the ball, they've, as I said, they've always impressed me. But it's without the ball this season. They're really set up really well. Um, guys are, are desperate to win the ball back. So, look, things are, are improving. That's over two seasons now he's been in charge and each season I've seen an improvement but this season there's no doubt in my mind it's it's certainly been the strongest squad he's had because he can go and he's got that ability he can go and make four or five changes and at times he's made seven changes mm-hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't sorry unsettle the team they did it in Europe last uh, Thursday night. Seven changes and they got that amazing result. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Shelley Kerr, MBE. Barry Ferguson, MBE <laughs> in the studio with us. Uh, 
feeling a bit overawed here with it. Uh, and you, we're going to take your calls 0808 17 17 700. Loads of cup football tonight, obviously Glasgow City. We've got the League Cup, the Betfred Cup. And we're looking forward to the Scottish Cup final 2020 uh, this coming weekend. Barry, I know we've been asking you recently some cup final memories of yours. Shelley, have some thoughts. You've you've had success south of the border as well. Um yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. FA Cup back to back wins as a manager, it was fantastic. And then as a player, player manager in Scotland for Hibs, um, played in many a cup final. But, um, and that was Arsenal a, down south. Yeah, Arsenal yeah. down south. But I think, um, you know, my favourite memory um, was Hearts, Hearts Hibs, Scottish Cup final. The Hearts, the, the, the Hibs, yeah. The 5 <laughs> 1. Um, that was a favourite moment of mine, um, being at Hamden watching that. But uh, it's an amazing competition. And, mm. you know, you know, Barry mentioned it earlier about Celtic. If you're the players preparing for this cup final, you know, it's a real competitive environment because everyone wants to play in a Scottish Cup final. Yeah, it's, I've got great memories, as I, I said. that I was lucky enough to win it five times as a player. Um, and Just was, the five? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was always one of the... Look, your bread and butter's the league. You always yep. focus on that at the start of the season. But the, the, when the Scottish Cup came about, it was a, a competition. I remember as a young kid watching Rangers and, and many great Rangers players going up and lifting it. As I said, I was lucky enough to do it five times. So it's a competition that um, means a lot to me. Uh, and as I said, build up to this week, training would be unbelievable. I mean, guys will be desperate to get in that starting 11. Yeah. And you played at Wembley in a League Cup final and a winning one, but uh, tell us what happened. Obviously, Birmingham City against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arsenal were, were clear favourites. We were um, we, we were total underdogs, and rightly so, because Arsenal had some fantastic players. But we managed to win it 2-1, and I missed the celebrations because I broke two ribs 10 minutes into the game. Um, and I managed to play the full game. It was just adrenaline, sheer adrenaline that got me through. Yeah. And then after it in the dressing room, um, off to hospital so I missed the, You're I missed the celebrations yeah. but I certainly made up for it don't worry about that <laughs> So you were high at night time on, on the drip in the hospital Yeah I was yeah. I was um, a, yeah. um, on a I real high yeah. I was out for about six weeks after that so and that, that was, was Alec McLeish was the manager Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Um, Arsene Wenger was the, the Arsenal manager wow. yeah. I mean some fantastic players they, they, they outplayed us but we, we had a game plan we, we had to go out and be really solid compact and, and try and frustrate Arsenal and that's what we've done and we managed to kick, yeah, sorry, we managed to, we did also manage to kick them, <laughs> but we, we won it with the last kick of the ball. Yeah, anything can happen, Shelley, in cup football, and I guess that tonight that's what uh, St Mirren will be thinking about against uh, Rangers. Rangers have been, you know, beating all in front of them, well, all season, going for 28 games unbeaten. Uh, St Mirren, have they a chance tonight, do you think? I don't, I can't yeah. see it because Rangers are so hungry to get that trophy. Um, I think yeah. that they've done great in Europe, but there's absolutely no doubt that priority is to win a trophy. And as much as I think St Mirren have done well, I think defensively they're set up really well. Some of the signings they made, I think Tate's made a difference. And Anik, I think yeah. for me, the goalkeeper has done yeah. amazing. They struggle a wee bit to score goals, St Mirren, but they've been winning games and they've been doing well, but I, I, I can't see anything else other than a Rangers win, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be a tough one. They had a great result at Fir Park at, at the weekend. Wasn't that a magnificent result? Uh, it was. It was a great one. And, and one thing about Jim Goodwin's teams, uh, they're really well set up. And again, I think they'll, they'll do the same tonight. They'll try and frustrate Rangers. But I just think Rangers are in a real good place at this moment in time. Again, I think Steven Gerrard will make a few changes to freshen it up. Um, but as Shelley said, 
it's the first chance it's over with League Cup they'll be desperate to get it through their front doors at, at Ibrox and up the marble staircase and into the trophy room because it's been a long long wait so that's the thing I think it'll be an easy team talk for them tonight there's yep. a chance of getting into a semi-final and getting to play at Hamden and it'll not be easy but Rangers for me tonight Shelley, you are going for Rangers against St Mirren. We'll talk about the other match shortly. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard speaking about St Mirren and also his thoughts on his old gaffer there at Liverpool, Gerrard Houllier. He had such a high regard for him. We heard the news on Monday on the programme that uh, that Liverpool legend had passed away. He seemed a real gentleman, did so much good work in France, uh, Aston Villa as well for a short time, but a real class act, everyone said. So we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard uh, about Gerrard Houllier. Uh, we heard him earlier about Mar- we're looking forward to the matches tonight. Any sign of Deli Ali? That's been some of the speculation saying that you know he's out of favour at Tottenham with Mourinho and could Rangers get him on loan, Barry? What's the word? Well, he's a fantastic player. There's no doubt. I know he's out of the picture at, at Tottenham, but I think he would be too too expensive for Rangers. The, the, the money that the guy would be on. Um, but if he takes a massive wage cut, it could be possible. Um, but you, you never know. Um, the poorly Stephen Gerrard. Um, I guess any player would want to try and play under him. Um, Rangers are a fantastic club. You never know. Um, I, I would love to see it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I, as What's I said, a player, isn't he? Delhi. He he's he's, fe- yep. he's fell fell out of favour just yep. now. But look, I watched him plenty of times to know that he is a, r- a real top quality midfielder. Mm. Okay, more on that and your calls coming next. The Goal Radio Football Show. Thanks to everyone who's making the switch and tuning in from five every evening, Monday to Friday. Barry Ferguson is on tonight, Shelley Kerr and me, Paul Cooney. Tuned in at the moment, Barry. She's enjoying listening to you both as Jackie Bird. Jackie's, she's found Go Radio. She's listening. Yeah, yeah. I watch it every Hogmanay well, on used TV. To. <laughs> well, I used to, yeah, but I just heard you saying on the phone there that she wasn't on last year, so obviously I've never seen her then, but... Yep, she's a famous um, famous presenter. And she'll be on the breakfast show later this week. Some news coming there. Jackie's been such a you know a great person on television, doing a lot with the Children in Need charity as well, Shelley. And I know you do loads in the charity field too. Yeah, yeah she, she's been brilliant, a brilliant presenter. But as you say, her, her charity work is fantastic yeah. as well. And yeah. she's a, a leading force for female presenters. Yep, a national treasure. Jackie, thanks for making the switch, for tuning in to us Monday to Friday uh, with the Go Radio Football show with OPC Energy Limited right on the line now Shelley ready for your first call yes Barry standing by always ready right let's go (laughs) indeed that could be a phrase Uh, I know what you're thinking I know no I said it the other (laughs) night Paul in Greenock is on the line a Rangers fan Paul good evening good evening how are you hi not bad Uh, my my question tonight was just um, Morelos is your card getting turned into a red yeah Um, personally I do think it was a red but We've seen other challenges through the season with other players and other teams that's maybe been a red but have got a yellow and it's not been overturned. Do you think Morelos is maybe just a target for referees because he's previous? Well, before I hand it to yeah. Do you not think, though, that, so you agree the club have done the right thing, though, accepting it and just moving on because Rangers have got so many oh, other no, things. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, No, definitely. I think it's too big a season. Yeah. Uh, to anyway. um, so I, think, I do think that is the right thing to do. Barry, has he been? I think maybe he's been treated most fairly because other players maybe through the season. Okay, Barry. Look, I I can see 
what what Paul's saying, but if you watch it, I mean, I'll go back in the um, the game on Sunday. It's a definite red card for me. I think Rangers have have done the the right thing, the professional thing, and going and accepting it. Because if they go and challenge it, they run the risk of them, um, getting an extra game, three games. For me, Rangers as a team with Morelos in it are a far better team. Um, I know Shirley uh, Shirley mentioned earlier that uh, he's not scored many goals, but he, he's he's playing a, a a certain way that that's suiting. Rangers just now he's coming a bit deep and he's letting runners for midfield um, so I, I like him there's no doubt about it I think you've just got to accept it and move on Shelley? Yeah I think so um, I mean it's the hardest thing for the officials to get the consistency but I think it has been the right decision and I would more focus on the positives from Morelos because I do think you know he has taken a bit of criticism in terms of not being in the penalty box mm-hmm. but as Barry said his work to come short to allow runners going into advanced positions is absolutely brilliant and he doesn't need to score goals right now because there's goals coming from other areas of the team but you know I think that definitely you know the punishment that he got I think is deserved and you know he'll serve the two match ban and there's no doubt he'll be back in the team because he's such a big asset to Rangers You're always going to get it with Manelos he he plays on the edge if you take that away from him I don't think he's the same player um, so throughout a season there is times where he's going to get himself in trouble um, I, I thought what he'd done in Sunday was a bit over the top he's obviously just wanting to let the centre half know he's about um, Barry you know last season Amarelo said last season would have got sent off in that game mm-hmm. after getting the yellow yep. I know obviously he's got the too much ban but when I was watching the game I'm thinking well Will Steven Gerrard take him off mm-hmm. because he's actually had the yellow? But he's learned to control it after he does get the yellow. Um, yep. I know it's probably the same outcome there, but I, I think you've got to give him credit because he's kept his head in the game. Mm-hmm. He's, he's definitely improved in that side. There's no no doubt about it. His discipline's in, improved. Um, but as I said, he's that type of player where he, he's going to get the odd book and he, he maybe get the odd sending off as well. Um, but that's just the way he plays. He, he's a physical centre-forward. Um and I, I think he deserves a lot of credit because I, I think he has changed. He, he certainly improved that side yet. The manager's obviously sat him down and had a chat about it because he's a big player for Rangers. Oh, yeah. I, I think Morelos and the team, Rangers are a far better team. Um, but again, when we've been out the next two games, it gives somebody else an opportunity. Paul, do you agree that uh, the opposition players, they must love it. If they see Morelos isn't in the team, they prefer that. Aye, definitely. I think certainly hate playing against him yeah. like with Barry and that I was saying earlier he's dead he's, he's fiery he's, yeah. he's up for it um, see when Mitchell's not scoring goals mm. do you think teams are focusing on him for his form he was on last season and it's maybe letting other players be free in like Garfield and Kent and stuff Paul, Paul you make a good point there because you know as Barry and I have said he's dropping in short in the little pockets of space that drags out centre backs and because he's positioning this season, it's allowed players, you know, like Saken, even Arfield, to get, get beyond. And that's so difficult to defend against. And there's absolutely no doubt when you see Morelis' name on the team sheet, if you're a centre-back, you're thinking, I'm going, to, I'm going to have a tough game today, regardless of where he's playing, if he's in the box or if he's dropping into those pockets mm. of space. I'm sure the goals will come as well. The, the, the good thing is he's still getting into the positions. I know he's missing a few chances. You can see he's a bit frustrated. Confidence gone a wee bit. Yeah, you you could say that, but I, I still think his link-up play is pretty decent. It's just that 
final product of scoring a goal um, which Shelley will tell you it's the hardest thing in football is to score goals um, he's only got seven this year but listen I think in time the goals will come back but I think what he's doing in terms of the way Rangers are playing they're set up a bit different this year he comes a bit deep but Shelley said then that allows the midfield runners i.e. Kent, Roof, Arfield, Aribo guys to get beyond them Paul, what are you thinking about for tonight? If you were picking the team, what kind of line-up would you go for? I think, personally, I'd put a strong team out. Because um, sure I a good chance to get, to get through and yep. obviously win. I'm still to the to win, basically, man. Um, I think the back five kind of picks itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Glenn Kamara's got to be in the midfield. I think him and Davis, they're a must. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was maybe... I'd never go with Ruth and I up front with Kent Alton. Barry? Yeah, uh, cer- cer- certainly last week in the European game against Lake mm-hmm. Poznan, Itton, that's him, he turned up. He did. Um, I says it, I think Rangers paid £3 million. I'd seen him a few times and I was unsure. But you've got to respect it, you've got to give guys a bit of time to settle. It's a new country, he's, he's, he's only 23. Um, so. I, I thought he was really good once he, you could see the confidence starting to come through him when he when he scored that, that, that goal then his touch became a lot better his link up play compa- uh, became a lot better so I, I think Itton will get the nod tonight um, and he deserves a nod because as I said his, his performance last week in the European game was, was really good Shelley? Yeah I, I think so I think when he first came um, you know the price tag 3 million is that a lot of money no really um, if you're coming to the old firm I don't think it's it's a lot of money but it takes a while to adapt to Scottish football and that's what people forget um, he's you know a Swiss international player he's been in, on the periphery there but he's came in and you know he took his goal well um, in the Europa League and that's sometimes just what you need but I'll tell you what his work rate is phenomenal as a player yep. his work rate he covers a lot of ground and it's the same as Ruth and you mentioned it earlier Barry I think that's what Rangers have got they've got the balance right in their team so you know they their work ethic when they attack, when they get balanced defensively in the transitional moments, they've got it right this season. But it, certainly, Itton's come on to a game. Yeah, yep. Shelley makes a good point. I mean, I've seen it more nice. A lot of people struggle when they come from different leagues. It's an eye opener. People think Scottish football it, it's easy. It's not easy. Believe me when I say it. Um, it's played at 100 mile an hour, certainly away from home. And you've said it's faster than England at the top flight. Yeah, I, I, I got a lot more time yep. when I was in the English Premier League mm-hmm. than I did up here. At home it may be a bit different when, when teams sit off here a wee bit, but when you go away to places like Easter Road or Tyne Castle or Fir Park mm-hmm. or Petaudry, they're in your faces and, and some people get a, a wake-up call and you can see why. I mean, not just that, I look at Shane Duffy, I've said plenty of times, I don't think... He becomes a bad player overnight. He's probably just got a shock to the system eh, eh, how good the, the standard is up in, uh, up in this league up here. I think we've got a lot of unfair criticism. Um, and you see it. Big players for big money come in and it, it, it's, you've got to give them time to settle. And Paul, here's the manager speaking about a player who used to be criticised at times. It's your captain, James Tavernier, who's been amazing this season. For sure. Um, there's certainly been big developments in terms of James's leadership. I knew I had to put other leaders around James to, to help him as well and support him because it is a big job and a big role to be the captain of Rangers but I think having Alan McGregor and, and Conor Goldson Scott Arfield Stephen Davis around him he's got enough experienced partners in the dressing room to lean on 
he's took that role on fantastically well and he's growing and getting better all the time and I think of late his, his form but also his um, standards on and off the pitch have been absolutely top class 17 goals so far Paul is there anything you can say about James Tavernier that uh, hasn't been said so far this season no what can you say it's a bit like what Barry was just touching on there giving people time James Tavernier's been here a few years now and the numbers he's starting to hit now is just it's unbelievable I mean, when you've got Stephen Gerrard speaking about you like that, must just your confidence must just be even higher. Yeah, he, he deserves all the credit he gets. I think 12, 15 months ago, he was coming in for a bit of criticism. And probably he would admit himself he wasn't playing at the top of his game, but I, I love seeing when, when players come through that sticky patch. And for me, I, I've watched every single Rangers game this season. I was lucky enough to get to watch the Livingston game, what I said um, yeah. to you, Paul, before. I was inside the stadium and i seen a real leader, a, a guy who was driving the, the team forward because um, I didn't think he was vocal enough on the pitch but when he was inside the stadium he, he was driving his teammates on and to get 17 goals for the full-back area and 13 assists uh, he's playing probably the best football in his career and he's a massive player for Rangers and I wouldn't surprise me if there's some clubs down in England um, keep an eye on, on Tavernier but he, he's been phenomenal and he deserves all the credit he's getting in January? no in the <laughs> summer <laughs> listen his value is increased yeah. tenfold yes, yeah. and I, I think you can talk about him all day long and all night long on the pitch off the pitch he's developed characteristics of a, a Rangers captain and he's maybe not the most vocal type but he leads by example on the pitch and he set the standards because he knows that's the standards required at Rangers but I mean he's free kick at the weekend mm, yeah. I, I mean you're, you're looking at it and you're thinking is it too far out but he's got enough whip on it he's got enough dip in it to, just to go in it's absolutely that's what I was saying on Monday Shelley it was it was last Rangers were dominant in the first 25 minutes but there wasn't any chances getting created and that's when you need somebody to step up and he stepped up with that free kick, as Shelley said, 30 yards, 35 yards out. And to get that amount of pace and dip on it. Um, and the keeper, um, the Dun United keeper, I think he's 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's a good keeper. Yeah, but yep. he is a very good keeper. But that's the difference in him this year. He, he stepped up when, when things are a bit tight for Rangers. He's the one that's going and, and producing. And then he, he produced the, um, the free kick for, for Golston. He, yep. he scored with a header. So, look, he, he's definitely, he's come on leaps and bounds um, he's just showing what captain should do he's leading from the front Paul what's going to happen tonight at uh, the new Love Street the Simza Stadium <laughs> isn't it Smizer St Mirren Independent Supporters Association the Smizer <laughs> Stadium Ali was on telling us uh, last night Paul what's going to happen tonight 3-0 uh, I think 3-0 Rangers uh, St Mirren are playing well to be fair they've, yeah. seven, they've now lost in 7 yep um, but I think just even when Rangers put out like make changes and stuff, I think the team still looks so, just so strong. Um, so I three now I'll go three now. Mm. Pressure's off St Mirren a bit now, isn't it? Um, I mean, there's loads to do still in the league, but with it being the cup tonight, um, maybe Shelley would this allow them to play a bit better? I'm looking at you. I don't think you're buying that, are you? I, no, I, I just think it's going to be difficult, just because yeah. you know Rangers have been formidable, yep. and they are. I, I think this is a huge thing for them. You know, in saying that, I think the pressure increases on Rangers because they do want that bit of silverware, but I just think that, um, 
Yeah, Rangers, have, we spoke about Tavernier there. You've got Barisic, you've got... There's so many players that can come in and they are game changers now. That, that's that's the difference from previous seasons. When games are tight and you need someone to come up with the goods because teams sit in, they make, they make themselves really compact and it's hard to get any space against them. But, and that's when you need big players so I, I just I, I can't see St Man getting anything out of the game Yeah it's great when you've got that luxury of things aren't going the way you want them to go you can turn around and look at a bench where he's got great options now As I, I think the previous two seasons that was probably the thing that, that Rangers struggled with uh, was the squad depth and the, the quality in that and when you can go and bring on um, three or four guys that could could easily get in that starting eleven. It makes it makes a massive difference to the manager. Stephen Jarrett was asked any injury worries for tonight. So still no Ryan Jack. That's moving along, but a lot slower than we would like. So he, he won't be available for tomorrow. Everyone else is is available besides Katic, who's long term, as you know. Katic long term, but uh, and at the start of the season you'd have thought, well, they couldn't live without him. But he will be back. But they've got so much strength and depth, Barry. Yeah, I, I think the partnership that struck up just now. Um, Golston and, and Balligan I, I think they're looking excellent together and as Shelley mentioned you've got two guys either fullback Barisic and, and Tavernier who attacking wise um, are just unbelievable in terms of their del- delivery and they can score a goal as well um, that, that's one thing Rangers are have uh, really improved on their defensive unit and for me they've got the top goalkeeper in Alan McGregor and they've got a really good backup. McLaughlin as well certainly when has, he's come yeah. in mm-hmm. he's done he, he's he's done his chances no harm at all most clean sheets isn't it mm-hmm. he's got the most clean sheets John McLaughlin, John McLaughlin. Yeah. 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 yeah records yeah. yeah Paul there you are we'll hear from you again you got Christmas all sorted you got all the matches uh, ready to to watch and listen to uh, I, well, I'm working Christmas day so apart from that I am sorted I'm, I made sure I had the second of January what? there so ah. I'll follow that one good one what's in the second of January well, I'm going to tell you something in a second. Paul, what are you doing? What, what are you doing on Christmas Day? Where do you work? Uh, I'm a support worker in care. I don't uh, learn disabilities. Paul, fantastic! Uh, brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. brilliant. You, they're the heroes, Shelley, aren't they? Who, absolutely know, amazing. Absolutely. Give up their Christmas Day to go and help yeah, the elderly. That? It's brilliant. I love hearing things like that. Paul, all respect to you. So get the telly on in January the second. And get the radio on. I can tell you, Go Radio Football Show is going to be there with OPC Energy Limited. And I can, I can tell you one member that is going to be in our team on that day. He's got five Scottish Cup medals. How many league medals have you five. got? Five. Five. How many five league, league cups? Five league cups. UEFA Cup Final 2008. How many Scotland Cups? That's not caps? one. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't right. count. Oh, how many, <laughs> how many caps as well? 45? Not enough. Not, not enough. That's a good point. Paul, <laughs> listen, honestly, it's absolutely brilliant. Well done for doing that. Thanks for calling in. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Have a great Christmas. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Let's go. Antwerp and the Belgium opposition. I think they're in a false position in the league. Uh, the early bits that I've watched of them, I had a little um, a little quick hour on them last night just to get a flavour of what they're about. You know, I predict that they'll finish in the Belgium league right high up there. They're a good team. Um, so it's going to be a fascinating tie over the two legs. Good to be at Ibrox for the second game. Um, and when that comes around, we'll make sure that the team are well prepared, well drilled and, and ready for the challenge 
positive faces. Shows you the confidence Rangers have as they look forward to that. There's a bit of time before the match with Antwerp. Tonight they are in Paisley, St Mirren against Rangers and we've got Livingston against Ross County. Last night it was St Johnson and Dunfermline 1-1, St Johnson going through uh, on penalties. Barry, you, you keep saying, you know, the Dunfermline's, the, the teams in Scotland out with the Premiership are better than people realise. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good players that I, I quite, uh, quite enjoy watching um, lower, I'm in the lower league myself sure. coaching um, and there's quite a lot of guys I think that can make that step up it's just getting that wee bit of luck um, as I said certainly in the, the, the championship where I watch all the games on the Friday night um, I think there's real good quality so there's no surprise to me that Dunfermline took St Johnson all the way we actually played St Johnson in the, the Betfred yep. um, in I the remember. group stage yeah. And they beat us 2-1 at home and they had the full-strength team out. Um, so it was no surprise that Dunfermline nearly snatched it, but obviously St Johnson won in penalties. And Shelley, your old team, Hibs, just made it. I mean, Alloa were, were one up, but 2-1 for Jack Ross's men and that's their fourth semi-final coming up in a row. Uh, uh, Hibs, Hibs have done well. I think the, the signings they made at the start of the season really, really good. Um, but to be fair, I watched the game last night and I thought Alloa were excellent. Um, you know, ten minutes to go, and that's when you know Hibs got their second goal to kill them off. But you know, it wasn't till Malin and um, McGuinness came on that there was a change um, for Hibs. I mean, don't get me wrong; they were on the ascendancy. But I'll tell you what I liked about Alloa. Um They played from the back. They tried to play out. You know, even although they're in the Championship, they're part-time players. It's a credit to Peter Grant and you know Alloa as a club and how well they played last night because. Hibs didn't get it easy, that's for sure. It's tough, isn't it? You're working during the day, then you finish, put the tools down, and then you go and play uh, one of the top clubs in the Premiership. Yeah, there's only two part-time teams in the, the Championship, Alloa and uh, a Broth, and as I, uh, Shelley said, Peter Grant only get them four hours a week. Uh, and again, I'm the same as Shelley, I, I've watched them a few times this, this year, and they, they try and play football in the right manner for me. Did you play against Peter when he was at Celtic or was he... I'm not that old. <laughs> Come on. The years flying, I can't quite remember. He started but he's young. got a good team yeah. there. He's got, uh, as I yeah. said, it, it must be difficult for him. Yep. Um, coming up against full-time teams in the Championship. But last night, Hibs, for me, are going to be fighting for third place with Aberdeen. Um, so they, they put on a, a good show only seen the highlights but I've, I've no surprise that Alaba took Cubs all the way Cup final on Sunday it's Celtic against Hearts the 2019-20 Cup final they could they're going for the quadruple Barry will this help Celtic this week then obviously for the first time since the start of the season no midweek match for them yeah they're out of the League Cup but um, it's going to give them time and who's going to come back is he going to we talked about it at the top of the programme you've been thinking about it who would you start with? I can't see him changing. I understand he'll be loyal. He, he, there's one name that jumps out at everybody, and it's Scott oh, Brown. Brown. And I can totally understand that, and I totally get it. Because over the ten or so years he's been at Celtic, um, he's been a real leader, and he's won trophies, and he's been successful. Um, but in terms of form just now, Celtic were struggling. Um, he made a lot of changes last week against Lille on the Thursday night, um, and it worked. And again... Um, against Kilmarnock at the weekend uh, and they got the vital three points that they've been desperate for in the, in the league um, but look he's got a full week to prepare um, and as I said his training will be um, I'll be bang at it that's for sure because as I said Guy is a footballer and Shelley will back me up in this you want to play in cup finals that's what you want to be a footballer for to go and 
and try and lift that that trophy. The only downside is that Hamden will not have fifty odd thousand fans in it, no. um, but it's still a cup final, and you'll be desperate to play in it. It's, it's so bizarre that we're playing the Scottish Cup final, two thousand and nineteen yeah. to twenty season, it? and it's five days before Christmas with yeah. no fans. And yeah. you know, hindsight again, I think to delay it to this time was the hope that we would get fans in and mm. the Scottish Cup final you know yourself how many times you've been there how many times you've won it it's such an amazing experience mm. you know for the players for the clubs for supporters so to not have fans in is a huge blow mm. but you know Celtic I think Neil's damned if he does damned if he doesn't yep. because if you know for example he doesn't play the experienced players and you know Hearts nick a win for example he criticised because of yep. the situation they're in if he goes with the same team they'll say you should have played the experienced players so for me that's why I think getting the balance right maybe having a couple of experienced players and then you, you look at who was on the bench you know at the weekend Christie, Laxall you, you've got Mikey Johnson's coming back mm-hmm. and for me the biggest thing that Celtic are missing is pace in the wide areas. I, I know Forrest took a bit of criticism before he got injured, but I'll tell you what, I think they've missed him. Oh, big time. I, I've said that. I, I, I you bang on about him all the time. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. Don't, I, I couldn't understand the, the fans criticising James yeah. Forrest. Even James Forrest, when he's not on form, um, he still does a, a, a lot of work for the, the Celtic team. He, he still keeps that width. Um, and he's, you've seen it since he's been out the last couple of months. They've 100% missed him. And I agree with Shelley. That's one thing that Celtic are missing. A bit of pace through the through the team. Um, but I think Neil Lennon is going to have a, a few sleepless nights because uh, I agree with, with what Shelley said. Um, you're damned if you don't, you're damned if you do. That's what what, if you go and you bring back the guys like Scott Brown and Christie's, and you don't get the right result, you should have kept the same team yep. that, that won the last two games. And again, if that team that played against Comarnock goes and plays in the cup final, yep. they, they don't win. Uh, you should have brought the experienced experience. boys back in. So, But that's what managers are paid um, the big money for, and that's what Neil Lennon will need to make um, some big decisions. Celtic fans, what do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700, and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Shelley Kerr, MBE in the studio with us, along with Barry Ferguson, and uh, your call next at Stu's on the line from Motherwell, a Rangers fan. Stu, good evening. Good evening, Pan. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Ah, yeah, getting there, getting there. Getting ready for Christmas. Oh, well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. So you're a Rangers fan in Motherwell, and, uh, well, it's a good pre-Christmas for you, isn't it? Any worries for tonight? Uh, Rangers should, should do the job, maybe 3 4 nil. I think. Playing too well. 3 4 nil. Scorers, apart from Tavernier? <laughs> well, Tavernier... Uh, Roof, Hitton, Arfield. Is there a penalty in there? Uh, possibly could be. But we're not going to. Maybe a free kick. OK. Stu, what were you phoning to say? But We see that 3 or 4 now, you reckon. What else? What were you calling for tonight? It's um, a question for Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding, obviously, the current Rangers squad, does he think that Rangers can go the full season and, co- and compete in all competitions and go all the way? i.e. Scottish Cup, League, League Cup and Europa. See so thoughts on that. Good question. That's a good question. It's going to be a hard to ask, yeah. um, but it's, it's a possibility with the, the way that they've, they've handled the last four months. Um, look, I, I think when the manager started out pre-season with this squad, I always firmly believe that your, your main aim is domestically, and that's to get the league title. 
Um, it's a, a real bonus if you if you get other silverware in terms of League Cup and Scottish Cup, and again in Europe, it's when you. I think I mentioned this a few times, Paul. It's when you get into the Februarys yeah. and Marches when when all the games start to to catch up. I, I've been in that situation myself, but I look at this Rangers squad, and I think they're strong enough strong enough to handle it. Um, as I said, if he, he wants to go and make that three or four changes. It doesn't seem to unsettle the way that Rangers play and it doesn't seem to unsettle, uh, unsettle them to go and get the, the results. Um, so I think he's got a squad that, that can handle in all four fronts. Shelley, good depth in the squad? There is. I think that with a recent Europa League run, it gives you momentum. So you're actually playing midweek all the time. Um, you can change a few players, you can freshen it up and... They've just got such depth in the squad, but you know it's going to be tough Europa League. Um, you know, getting down to you know thirty-two, sixteen, it becomes harder and harder. And I think the priority for Rangers and for the support and for everyone connected to the club is winning the league. That's that will be their priority. And if they can win silverware, um, with one of the cups or two of the cups, then great. But I think definitely the priority as a club will be to win the league. Stu. Yep, no, I fully, fully agree with that. Um, I, would, I, would, I would touch on the Europa League. I, th- I think just looking at the teams in it, I, as a Rangers fan, I, I wouldn't fear anybody. I mean, we come up against Benfica twice, all right, two draws. But I think over the two games, Rangers, for mm-hmm. what, 75, 80 minutes, better team. And that's a Champions League team. Yep. And obviously, you've got your Spurs and Arsenals, but I would actually relish Rangers going up against these sides. Um, what does Barry think? Yeah, look, I, I think when you're in, um, I was lucky enough to be involved in, in Europe quite a few times. You need a wee bit of luck of the draw as well. Uh, and certainly yeah. I think with, with Rangers getting Royal Antwerp, look, they're a good team. Yeah. Um, they've got good players, but it's a real winnable match. Um, and you need a wee bit of luck when you start getting into that 16, the last 16, uh, uh, so, sorry. So look, uh, Rangers shouldn't fear anyone the way that they're playing. And the the confidence that this Ranger squad, um, I've got momentum as well, Shelley. You know, yeah. nothing breeds like success. Yeah, definitely, and it's confidence as well. Mm-hmm. Confidence is huge with football, regardless of what level you play it. But I think what I see is the contrast in the game plan and the style of play from when they switch from domestic competitions or in the league to then go and play in Europa because. They have to be a wee bit more defensively minded um, because they're playing against effectively better teams. So, so a lot of their good plays in transitional moments, and we we spoke about it earlier. They're so well drilled, um, and they they're not getting a lot of chance to train because they're playing midweek. So a lot of the, the the training is recovery. But this has been a project for the last two three years that they're just fantastic in terms of executing the game plan, whether they play in Europa League or whether they play, you know, in, in domestic, whether it's the Premiership or whether it's cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at Rangers starting eleven, this group have been together quite a long time. He's added. Um, two or three yeah. each season um, so they're getting in a, a way of playing um, as I said the manager's been here now over two seasons and you, you can see it I, I said it before I think each season I've watched Rangers has always been a an improvement um, and this season it's all came together and that's a lot of work on the training ground and, and I think Shelley will agree with me here if you ask a player he'd, he, I want to play three games a week 
I don't want to be on the yeah. on the on the training ground. But I think uh, going back to to Stu's question, I think Rangers have got the squad and the um, the, the depth of squad. Should I say? to cope in all four fronts to go all the way Stu thanks very much have a great Christmas maybe speak to you beforehand or certainly over the period and remember we're on in January the 2nd oh I'll be there I'll be that thanks Stu we're back after the news the Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited have your boiler serviced replaced or repaired this winter let's go Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. With Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Shelley Kerr. With OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go! Yeah, on the new Go Radio here, Glasgow's own. Heading for 300,000 people have been tuning in, Barry, on the downloads and the podcast. Wow, nearly beaten open goal. Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, Cy Ferry, <laughs> Shelley. Have you met Cy yet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How did you survive? Well, yeah. I'd done um, a, a drive time with him, so he was in my car for an hour, and I can tell you it was entertaining to say the least. <laughs> he never shut up Monday night. Oh, he was off. He's he great was off, form, wasn't he? No, well yep. for a week, and he yep. came in. He was non-stop. He's back Monday. on form. He'll be ready to drive the boogie bus uh, for Scotland, England. Uh, Shelley, you'll be there with the SFA anyway, as uh, the Scotland. No, I'm going in the boogie <laughs> bus. <laughs> Who have we got in the boogie bus, Barry? So you, Sai, yeah, Rob, Ali, James, yeah, Craig Moore, yeah, Stephen Craigan, Stephen Craigan, Darren Adi, Simon Donnelly, yeah, Simon Donnelly. Darren was still to confirm, of course, but... Uh, Shelley. Yeah, Shelley. Boogie boss for me. That's brilliant. Leanne Crichton. Leanne will be on. Which brings us, that links us to, we're less than an hour away from kick-off. Big match tonight. Come on, Glasgow City, up against Sparta Prague. Uh, Shelley, do you think they can do it? Do you know what? They've been the leading force for 13 years in, in Scottish women's football. And, you know, as I say, they've got so much experience in their squad. So you would fancy them at home. I, I know they've lost a few players of late, which... It's huge for them. There'll be a huge loss, but they've still got a lot of experienced players. So hopefully they get over the line tonight. Shelley, I, w- yeah. I was going to ask you: Do you think that's Glasgow City's dominance coming to an end with Rangers and Celtic obviously going full time? I think it's brilliant for the game. Mm. Uh, even as a player, if you're playing for Glasgow City, you want a competitive environment. You, you don't want to just be going into games and winning comfortably. So yeah. I think it's welcome um, for Glasgow City the competition, but. The resource that Rangers and Celtic have both put into their women's team is fantastic and you know you, you hope that others follow suit because you need a competitive environment. That in itself cascades down so it develops players, young players get an opportunity you know, to follow their dream the same way as a, as a wee boy as well but I, I definitely think that it'll be tough for Glasgow City to maintain that kind of winning status that they've had for all these years. Yep, the women's game is definitely on the up. There's no doubt. I mean, you see what they're doing down in England. Obviously, I think the the, the full Premier League in terms of the the, the women's side, they're, they're all full time. 
Yeah, and the, up here there's only I know it comes down to finances it's obviously different up here but it's good to see that a lot of people are taking notice of the women's game now and hopefully hopefully after Covid Shelley more clubs you know the big clubs the Aberdeens the Hibs mm. the Hearts um, that you know they will have resources then yeah I mean you, I've got to say Hearts have invested as well Aberdeen good. too so there's a lot of kind of um, clubs that have invested quite heavily and you know it's still evolving the women's game in Scotland so you know long may that continue because and it's not just about financial resources, it's human resources as well. You need the expertise there to push them to the next level. Coming up tonight, we've got St Mirren against Rangers, Livy against Ross County. And a question for you on the socials here from James, who's asking Shelley, would you like one day to manage a men's football team? You're the national women's manager for great success. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that in football, you know... you. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you're a manager, it's such a, a short tenure. So um, I'm I'm really ambitious, and I think that definitely you want to work in you know at the highest level of football. It's uh, you know it's, when I was a little girl, um, the pathway wasn't as cohesive as it is now. There was always barriers in your way, but. You know, I, I think even down the sport and directors route, eventually, you know, I'm not getting any younger, but I, I just love football. For me, you know, people talk about um, women's football and um, men's football. It's the same game, just played by different people. Football's so, football. Yeah. yeah. Barry, do you think that would work if Shelley was the manager of, uh, in, in the dressing room with the men's game? I know what happens. Scott yeah, Booth's the manager. There's loads of examples of that. How would, you know, she's had a great track record with Scotland. One day, could you see Shelley? 100%. Yeah. I, I don't see why it shouldn't happen or it couldn't happen Um, there's no doubt I mean if it was me and a a woman was coming in to manage me and coach me I I would have absolute no problem with that at all Um, and as I said Shelley's had great success I know she started in the Lowland League with Stirling Uni and she's went on to to take um, Scotland to a major championship so she's got the experiences she's been there and done it so I don't see any reason why it couldn't happen in the future, but in terms of sporting director, that's too complicated for me. <laughs> well, you I like being be, on the field. Right. You could be sporting director, maybe at uh, Kelty High I just like being on the training field yeah. and, and coaching uh, the boys. I enjoy it, like, managers, yeah. even at part-time level. It's 24-7, people don't realise that. It's non-stop. Um, yeah. Again, I'll go back after the show and I'll be watching Stirling Uni, how we play. Uh, Shelley's old club we're playing Saturday they're playing tonight so I'll go and watch their game on stream so it's it's non-stop I want to come back about management shortly but it's great see, seeing you on the television you know, we see you in sports scene and it, the knowledge of the game is fantastic and, and people are saying well, of course and why not and we all took pride in what you did with the women's team you know last year it's been phenomenal okay Covid has affected so many good teams but um, I think it's an exciting time isn't it Shelley? Yeah, I mean, going back to Barry's point about football management, you know, football is, you know, our national game Mm -hmm. and everyone has an opinion. And until you walk in, you know, that person's shoes, you'll never understand because it consumes you and you've got the expectations. I know, you know, Barry is a player, a phenomenal player and the expectations that are on your shoulder, people don't realise, you know, what that does to you as an individual. And it's the same as management, you know. Certainly, Marrow's Scotland manager. You have the whole weight of the country on your shoulders, and when you don't get it right, you know that's when you get critique, and then ultimately you've got the person as well. So you've got the manager who's different from the person, but it's such a hard job, and even more so now with the media scrutiny and everything that comes with it. It's not an easy job. I not can assure easy. you that. Sure. Who would want to have been Neil Lennon in recent weeks? You know, from you know unbeaten uh, until this season, and then the strength of character that you have to display because everyone talks about it, don't they? Yeah, you certainly have to have broad shoulders. And yeah. I, I think Neil's coped with it 
really, really well. Um, you have to have resilience and you can understand the fans getting frustrated, but sometimes the crit- critique can be really, really personal. But he's been through it. He's a strong character. He loves Celtic Football Club. Um, you know, as a player, he's done it before as a manager. So, you know, he's got the characteristics to cope with that. But, you know, I, I sometimes think the critique is unfair at times. Here's Adam on the line. He's a Celtic fan from Finiston. Hi, Adam. Good evening. Hi, Paul. How are we? Yeah, I'm really well. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Getting by, getting by. Preparation for Christmas. Good. Staying safe, staying well. And Yeah, uh, as always, yeah. yeah. Good. So, Adam, we are just talking about Neil Lennon there and uh, about management in general. So, how are you feeling? A bit better after the last, uh, well, the last week, the last two games? Yeah, it's... Uh, I think a few weeks ago I didn't really know what direction Celtic could go in um, and I didn't really think Neil Lennon from his interviews had had an idea or it didn't fill us with confidence put it that way um, and the last two results with bringing in Turnbull and Sorrow has really has freshened up the team and given I suppose a new energy to the side which we've been lacking over the last sort of two or three months Yep I think uh, everyone agrees here what would you do on Sunday at the cup final then I think I know what you're going to say I think I get the whole um, bringing in the older players who have contributed to getting to where we are just now, which is uh, a monumental achievement, the quadruple treble. But the other side of that is these players haven't been doing it over the last few months and we need to uh, make sure that we get a result for the final. What I would do is I would start with Turnbull and Sorrow. And I think Scott Brown proved himself in the St. Johnson game um, a few months or a few weeks back mm-hmm. that he can come on as a, an impact player. So I think between Sorrow and Brown, you can certainly bring Brown in later on in the game uh, and certainly influence the match in a positive way. But I think potentially the managerial side of Scott Brown is why don't we use him in a, as an impact player and use him sparingly now as he gets to his, his older years? Yeah, listen, he's, I think he's 35 now, Brownie. Um, and look, I keep going back to what he's, what he's done at Celtic as a, a player and as a, a captain. As, um, I, I don't think it'll ever happen, happen again. Um, but I agree with Adam. I, I think he will go with, with Sorrow and Turnbull and McGregor. I think the three of them as a trio have, have looked really good in the, the last three games. Again, I'll go on. I know a, a lot of people are speaking about Sorrow and Turnbull, and rightly so, because they've done well. But I think Callum McGregor is um, is uh, shown real leadership. He, he's um, he's come on to a real game, and sometimes with Callum McGregor, I, I think he just plays within himself. I think it's so much more in Callum McGregor, and I think he will be future um, Celtic Celtic captain. Um, but Barry, Barry, do you think that? And Adam, I'd like to ask your opinion. Obviously, being a Celtic fan, in terms of Callum McGregor, do you think it's affected his game playing a little bit deeper? Because normally he's been, you know, more of an offensive player. I know he's great with the ball at his feet, but I think of late he's played a wee bit deeper. Yeah, Shelley. I think with Sorrow next to him, who's a bit younger, it'd be interesting to see the heat maps and the amount of distance he's travelled in a game. But I think with Sorrow beside him, who I think over the last two games has proven that he's covering a lot of ground. Uh, it gives uh, Callum McGregor the freedom to push on and, and, and you know be that driving force, which we haven't seen this season really that much. Um, but I think it plays to his strengths. Yeah, but I love seeing Callum McGregor when you, you watch him. When he bombs on 20, 30 yards, he drives with that ball. Um, that's what, when you speak to Celtic fans, that's the Callum McGregor they want to see. Um, and I think 
Sorrow compliments him. He, he's the one that will sit deep and let Callum go and join in with Turnbull and, and Edward. Because um, he, he's de- definitely, for me, he's a more effective player when he plays further forward. And Scott Brown, that's uh, that's some option to have, Shelley, on the bench, age 35. And it's a great point Adam makes. The impact he had in that match five weeks ago or so at St Johnson was phenomenal. His attitude's been brilliant because, you know, he's a senior player, mm-hmm. the club captain, and he's finding himself on the bench. And he's probably had that conversation with Neil at the start of the season that he might not play as much. But to have that experience and, you know, he is an experienced player and, and he does the basics really, really well. And, you know... Pfft, who knows if they need him in the cup final to come on and, and shut up shop, for example. Yep. You don't know, but um, yeah, it's, it's certainly an interesting one. I think the dynamics have changed a bit. I still think Celtic are missing something um, in advanced positions in mm-hmm. terms of the speed and intent in the final third. I still think they're missing that. It's a big ask to, to say to Scott Brown to play three games a week, certainly at his age. I mean, I kind of look at Scott Brown, I look at Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis will go and play on a Thursday night. He might get left out on a Sunday or vice versa. He might play on a Sunday and get left out in the European game. So, uh, when you get... You, I know, myself, you get to an age where it does catch up with you eventually, so you've got to be used um, every now and again. Um, and I'm sure, look, Scott Brown will want to play. He'll be sitting on the si- sidelines... He'll be desperate to play, but in the back of his mind, he'll know that uh, it's maybe time for somebody else to come in and, and take that mantle. Adam, what else were you thinking? I think about transfer tra- strategy. Well, I was going to just ask Barry and Shelley as a as a player and a manager. Uh, I think there's been a lot of talk about Neil Lennon and not getting the team to where they, they needed to be for the Stuttgart for the last few months. My opinion is what underpins the the demise of Celtic and how well Rangers have performed this season is their transfer strategy. I think Rangers getting their business done early has really given Steven Gerrard the time to embed these players, get them settled and play to his philosophy and structure. Celtic did a lot of their business late in the transfer market and the likes of Arcas and Duffy who haven't really settled, haven't really been given the time because with the volume of games, you've got a midweek game yeah. And then you've got a weekend game. So how how often are they getting onto the training pitch and, and embedding what Lennon's expecting of them on the park? Yeah, I think it's always important as a manager that you get your business done early as possible. There's no doubt that you can go and bed the guys in in pre-season. Uh, they go away for a week or, or ten days uh, and it gets the players to settle in and get to know their teammates. Um, and that's something that always surprises me. No matter what level, I mean, at my level, I try and get everything done and get the guys in for the first day of pre-season and then I've got my squad settled. And I think that was a, a big difference for Rangers this, uh, this season. Um, the manager went and got their players in early doors and Celtic kind of left it to the last couple of weeks. A Yeti as well, Adam, you know, was late. It, it, it definitely wasn't the pre-season uh, and the time, Shelley, that uh, the manager would have wanted. No, and I, I think it's all about, you know, your your talent identification in terms of what type of players you want. Because if you look at, you know, Clamalla, Ajete, and you've got Griffiths there, mm-hmm. those three players between them, they're not getting many starts. So you've not got a lot to change. And then you had the COVID situation, um, you know, with Edward having COVID, and then you had 
Christy out, who was self-isolating. So Celtic have, have had a blow as well. Um, I do think, obviously, Turnbull is added in that number 10 role. He, he adds so much in advanced positions. And, you know, subsequently, Motherwell have missed him massively, yeah. massively. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they haven't been the same since he left. But there's certainly just something, I think, in terms of the balance of Celtic's team that's missing. Adam, who would you play on Sunday in goals for Celtic? Uh, I think I would go with Hazard. I think his body language and his confidence around the box, even at the weekend there, there's a couple of crosses come into the box and he, he caught them, but it's not even just how it's how he does it. So he does it with a bit of a swagger and you know takes four paces and you know he, he, yeah, I, I would go with Connor Hazard. I just don't think Barkas, unfortunately, has settled since he's come over and Unfortunately, I think Scott Baines made some mistakes in previous games when he's been put in, so I don't see why Hazard should get the shout. You've, you've got to give the the young lad, well, young, he's 22. I suppose for a keeper. Yeah, but it is young for a keeper. You've got to give him every credit. I think the last couple of games he's, he's looked assured. Um, look, he's been out and loan and he's, he's done it the hard way. I keep going on about Alan McGregor when he was a young boy. He went out of Dunfermline in St Johnson to gain that vital experience. And that's what the young young lad Connor Hazard's done. And, when Neil Lennon put him in th- uh, last Thursday, I think it took a lot of people by surprise, but he's, I've got to be honest, the last two games, any Celtic fans that I've spoke to, I've been really impressed by him. Adam, it's Arsenal nil, Southampton 1. Theo Walcott has just scored. Uh, and there's a connection, of course, because I think Fraser Foster is on the bench because he hasn't featured at all, Shelley. And that was one of the... I mean, that's one of the things that went wrong for Celtic. You know, they thought that um, inspirational keeper would be back and he didn't come back. Yeah, I think that's probably the one that all the Celtic fans are surprised at because you, you also had Craig Gordon there that gets sold on to Hearts and, you know, who is absolutely flying right now. Um, you've seen that in the semi-final when Hearts played um, Hibs in the semi-final. He was, he was outstanding, so... The goalkeeping situation for Celtic, I think, you know, that's one. But and credit to Hazard, he's coming. I think he'll start. Mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. think he'll start this weekend. I think if you've got a top goalkeeper, we're going on about Fraser Foster, and I've always maintained this. You've got a top goalkeeper. They were 15 points a season, and Fraser Foster was phenomenal for for Celtic last year. They've struggled in that department, but again, listen, it was a big call for Neil Lennon. Yep. Um, to put Connor Hazard in, no experience before. Uh, and there's no doubt in my mind I think he'll start the cup final at the weekend Adam we're going to the break is it going to be a quadruple treble? Yeah definitely still got confidence I think if he starts the team that are successful in the last two games I think I think we've got enough to do it Adam and Finneson thanks very much for calling the Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited isn't it strange saying to you Walcott has scored it's not strange saying he scored at the Emirates but for Southampton of course against his old club Arsenal we'll talk about that and Mikel Arteta your old teammate after this The Goal Radio Football Show on the day when, yep, he's back in English football. Big Sam is back. I mean, how many paydays has he had, Barry Ferguson? <laughs> but he, he loves it. <laughs> but one thing you've got to say about Sam Allardyce, yeah. whatever team he's had, they've always been uh, difficult to play against. And I can see why West Brom have, have, have went to try and get him um, and got him. Uh, and I'm sure yep. he'll do everything in his power to try and keep West Brom up. Nearly as many as Harry Redknapp. <laughs> Harry's amazing, isn't he, Shelley? <laughs> the number of clubs he's had, yeah. Oh, listen, um, you know they've, they've certainly earned earned quite a, a small fortune with all yeah. the clubs. But um, as Barry said, Sam's got a lot of experience, and 
if you're the club directors there, you're just wanting them to stay in that vision, that that division because it means so much financially, and, and he's a guy that's got a proven track record. He takes over from Slavin Bilic, who drew the drew one one West Brom last night with Man City, but too little, too late. He's gone. Southampton are one up at the Emirates, as I told you. Theo Walcott against his old club, and uh, Brendan Rodgers, Leicester City nil, Everton one. Richarlison, uh, the scorer after 21 minutes. Rangers in action tonight at St Mirren at the Smizer Stadium. Stephen Gerrard. St Mirren is certainly in a, in a good place. Watched uh, a few of the games of late. We're obviously well aware of them. They came to Ibrox earlier in the season. Uh, Jim has them really well organised. Obviously, they have a, a good block, a good defensive organisation. They all want to defend the goal really well. And they've lost threats within the team. They've got pace on the counter-attacking sides. Uh, they have a focal point. You can hold it up. And they've got a lot of energy that runs off that. So they've definitely got a plan and a way of playing. We want to get to, to Hamden and into a semi-final just as much as St Mirren. So it's all set up to be a, a good test and a good game and it's one we're looking forward to. The other match tonight, Livingston against Ross County. All looking for a place in the last four. Of course, last night it was St Johnson who went through and Hibbs. Uh, only just in both cases. Right, Ryan's on the line now, 0808 17 17 700. Uh, Ryan, thanks for calling Go Radio. Good evening. Hiya, how are you doing? Ah, we're good, how are you tonight? I'm not bad, I'm not bad. Got through last night, I was happy. Uh, yeah, of course. It was tough though, but you know, Barry played against your team just a couple of months ago. You know, there's not such a big difference, is there, between the Championship and the Premiership? No, absolutely not. I mean, a lot, a lot of people kind of write off the, the, the weird teams. As I was speaking to Barry last week about, but yeah. I was very wary last night because when St Johnson were in the Championship, we we always found it very difficult against them, and I was very on the edge last night. That was for sure. Good. So you're thinking about the women's game, I think tonight. Yep. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask uh, Shelley how disappointed she was not to be there, and and the, the, how did she summarise the campaign for herself? Yeah, I mean, you said it yourself, Ryan. I think the expectations of the women's team has been raised tenfold. With you know going to the Euro finals first, and then the World Cup finals, and. You know, we were the pot A team, so you're expected, you know, everyone's expecting you to get through that group. So it's bitterly disappointing. Um, my own personal circumstances to have to self-isolate at two massive games. Yeah, it was frustrating to say the least. A, a real new experience for me watching the games from, from my, my house. And, it, it, you know, this year has been quite tough for everyone. You know, my, my dad, he had a heart attack at the start of the year. I couldn't even visit him. So I've done everything right. But it just shows you when you're... You know, deemed a close contact. I found myself sitting in the house watching two massive games. But yeah, we're, we're disappointed. I think over the piece, the last three games, we were on a run. I think we were seven unbeaten in the last three games. In my opinion, we should at least minimum had seven points out, out of nine. Um, and we created chances in the three games. And, you know, for whatever reason, we just didn't have that cutting edge. So it's really, really disappointing. Um, but it comes, you know, with the territory and football. You're playing against really good teams in international football. And, you know, you need to find a way to get over the line, that resilience and having a cutting edge. And we didn't have it. It's amazing how the, the women women's game sorry grabs you I mean I, I find myself watching the Portugal game yep because uh, you're interested because obviously the women done well and get, yep. got to the last uh, major championship and obviously it was a dis- disappointing result 1-0 and then I think I was training in the, the, the Finland game at Easter Road was it 
And to yeah. see that last goal, I mean, did you see the last goal they scored right off the, the, the women's... I think the goalkeeper yeah. saved it and it yeah. smashed off the, the women's face. That is just the luck. I, I mean, it just summed the night up. Yeah, um, you're did. watching it and it's going into the 95th minute. You've had chance after chance mm. and really good chances to score and, and win the game. And, you know, we were really comfortable in the game. And then you go and concede and lose the game. It's just, you know, but, that's how cruel football can yeah. be at times. That's when you know... Luck's against you mm-hmm. when a goal like that in the last kick of the ball against Finland because I think these were on the, the attack and they broke up the, the pitch. And when I, I watched that goal, I was like, Well, it's just not going to happen. It's not happen. Sometimes no. that is the yep. case, yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible. But you know, listen, I think that it, we've had a lot of plaudits and yep. you've got to take the critique as well. You yep. know, it's three games that we, as I say, in my opinion, we should have had at least minimum seven points out of nine and we didn't. So you, you have to review that, you have to reflect and think about what you can do in the future. But, you know, in the past, we've elevated the game. Um, because when we really needed it. Yeah, yeah. because of the success. Yeah. But, um, as I say, now there's an expectation and it'll be the same with the men's team, you know, getting qualifying for the Euros. That, that will be everyone's expectation from now on in yep. see, see in terms of the, the national team Shelley is there going to be a lot of change in terms of the personnel is there girls getting to the or women should I say getting to the stage where they may maybe retire and then you need to look to bring through the next crop I think that's the hard thing in international football because you know you do need a freshness and it's hard because you, there's a lot of players that are experienced and I think you need experience as well but you also need to give opportunity to young players otherwise you know you'd never get that experience of playing international football and it's just about getting the balance right but after every campaign you know yourself you'll look at yourself you'll look at um, as an individual players will look and say you know can I go another campaign do I want to go another campaign because a lot of them are still especially Scottish based players are still juggling work as mm-hmm. well as you know playing full time Yeah, Ryan Yep. Uh, another question as well was um, Shelley was what's what's the aim now for Scotland? How do you take them forward? Because I watched I watched the games and I thought you were I, I was so gutted. I watched all the games and the, the way that that goal went and yeah. I was my heart sank because you you should have been there. You played brilliant and I I wished all the girls that I talked to on Instagram how sad I was for them. <laughs> I was really gutted. Good man. No, I I think you know for. Myself as a manager, you've got to reflect as well and evaluate. You know, can you, you, you know, can you still do the job? Can you still take them to the next level? You know, that's almost four years I've been in post now, and I think what we try to do when when I come into the post. I set up to try and make the team entertain because you're trying to change perception of the women's game. And I'm as much as I'm judged on outcome and results, I'm all yeah. about process. You need to get the process and how you play the game and you know, as I say, it's um I think you just need to reflect. I do think that there's some talented players. I think there's some good young players coming through and I think domestically in Scotland as well, with the investment of some of the you know, Rangers, Celtic, for example, even Dundee United, Aberdeen, I think that can only be good for the game in Scotland. Ryan, can I ask you something? Yes. St Johnson this weekend, St Mirren in Paisley. What are you thinking? Oh, oh well oh. You know, St Mern's, you know, it's always it's always that thing where you think we're doing well, but if St Mern got putting up dog fights now, it could be yeah. a hard one. I'll go, uh, I'll go 2 1 Saints. Yeah, I was laughing there, Ryan, because you, you were on a run, okay, until uh, last weekend, but you reckon 2 1 Saints, as in St Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said to Barry last week as well uh, that right. we would beat Livingston, but I remembered as well that Livingston are actually our bogey team. We didn't do very well against Livingston. <laughs> yeah. But it was some so, run. I think it was eleven games. Is that right? Yeah, 
love yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, that's decent form because, uh, as I say, Steve, when we we played against, she's in the the bet Fred in the group stage. Callum had started off slowly, mm-hmm. and he, he was a yeah. bit concerned. But fair play to him. It's great to see that because I've got a lot of time for Callum. He's good coach, and I like to see guys like that do well. And Ryan, the toast last night would have been Sandra Clark, who saved you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was getting. Well, his performance against Celtic the other week there, he was there was a lot of the Saints fans who, oh, he should get a Scotland caught. But I don't know, that, that penalty saves wouldn't have done him any harm anyway, that's for sure. Ryan, Ryan do you know who I think's been impressive for St Johnston this season is McNamara. Um, come from come in from Millwall, I think he's been fantastic. One, one of the best young players that I've seen in the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Hopefully we can sign him, but it still comes down to money in the end. And another, another point as well, when Barry was on about Alan McGregor at Rangers, yeah. do you know this Barry that St Johnson could have had a chance to sign him for £150,000? Wait a minute, breaking news! <laughs> <laughs> right, tell us, when was this? This was when he was on loan at St Johnson. David Murray had a meeting with Jeff Brown and he could have signed him for fifty grand, but it didn't happen for whatever reason. <sighs> and I was absolutely gutted. Because then, it, I, I, actually when he went for St Johnson he actually that's when he went in for his uh, he went in the run of games for Rangers and then Rangers got him down in a like a five year contract and that was it so oh, but he was brilliant for St Johnson yeah, yeah see I, I keep saying that he, he he done it the hard way Alan knew that he was going to struggle to get into the first team and Rangers seen the potential in him so they says to him to go on loan and as I said he went to Dunfermline St Johnson and he, he done it the right way because I think a lot of boys think they, they should just go straight into a first team you've yeah. got to earn the right yeah. first and, and Alan went and, and worked hard and, and look how good a goalkeeper he's turned out he, for by miles the best goalkeeper I've played with um, as a shortstopper but I just loved his attitude in the training ground hate it losing even in a five-a-side game he just uh, unbelievable attitude you two must have had a few moments though because you loads hate of losing yeah, okay. <laughs> loads <laughs> of arguments don't get us wrong yeah. just, just a quick one the yeah. b-boy is Alan McCann yes and he's I like him He's, he's somebody who's always stood out for me in the middle of the park. The Irish boy, good player. Yeah. Okay. Listen, Ryan, thanks very much. That's a great call. Speak to you no again. Worries. Thank you very much. Cheers. See you Thank- later on now. All thanks, the Ryan. Cheers. Newcastle yeah. went one up. Jeff Henrik scored, but Patrick Bamford has equalised. So Leeds one, Newcastle one. That's you up to date down south. 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney with Shelley Kerr and Barry Ferguson on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Next up, we're off to speak to Greg, a Rangers fan on the line. Greg, good evening. How you doing, lads? Uh, good, you thanks. Good? Yep. Shelley? Yes, good. Just a quick one. I'm, I'm a big supporter of women's football, man, and honestly, I hope it all goes well if he's going forward. And I think it's great to see women refereeing games now and getting involved. So I'm a big supporter and hope it gets better going forward. Fantastic, fantastic, yeah. Greg. Uh, that's another thing I was going to say. I'm seeing more and more You're female. Right yeah, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> more and more female officials. We, we've had quite a few um, this, uh, yeah. this uh, season. I've been decent to be fair. Better than nicely selling the men. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. So, Greg, what are you thinking? What do you want to say? I think you want to talk about Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, just a couple of I remember a few months back I spoke to Barry and Cy when they were on the show about, it was just called the old firm, and I asked Barry, who did he take Morelos or Ruth? Well, so he finally said Morelos. Yeah. And, but well, I'm, I'm not here to take Morelos down because I, I love the guy. I think he's brilliant. I'm just... I said to my friend the other day, he's a big Celtic fan, I says, do you ever look at the Premier League and you remember Mario Balotelli? Mm. Everyone absolutely despised him. Anything he did wrong, the press or the FA wanted him. And 
he had bags of potential, bags of talent, but he obviously did nothing with it. I look at Morelos and I think, if that guy picks his nose on camera, the, the SFA want him. They want to take any opportunity they can to take anything away from him, just to villainise him to everybody and say, oh, he's a bad person. I just think, let the lad get on with his game. I think Gerald brought his game up to a good level this season. He's not got the goals. I know he's just striking desperate for goals. But I think he's done really well up front with Kamar Roof and that this season. I think yeah. he's done really well. Even though he's not scored the goals, but I just think, give the guy a break. Yeah, Greg, I've got to agree with you. I think he's been he's been good in terms of his, his link-up playing. He's been a real team player. That That's the biggest thing for me. I, I thought the previous couple of seasons he more as an individual um, but I think he's became a, a real team player I, I don't mind the, the kind of nasty side of him or the, the moody side when he's getting took off I, I don't know if Shelley will agree with me here if I'm taking a player off I don't want him to be happy I want him to be disappointed do you, I, I don't mind that do you know what do you know what people don't talk about his skill and his technique enough mm. you know the, the saying he's dropping in short or you know previously he scored goals He's a very, very good footballer. Mm. He's an intelligent footballer. And, um, you know, I do think he gets a hard time, but as we said earlier, I think discipline-wise, he's he's turned the corner. Oh, he's improved. He's improved yep. massively, and, and he's still so young. Mm-hmm. He, people forget what age he is, and he's strong, powerful, and I'm like you, I like players that have got an age mm-hmm. because it shows that he, he wants to win and see if he's sulking when he comes off, that's what you would expect. Yep. You want to play every minute of every I, game. I wouldn't want a player coming off happy, right? Delighted Gaffer, you've took me off 20 minutes to go the, the guy wants to play And he wants to, obviously he's going through a bit of a barn spell He's wanting to try and get that, that goal But I like him as I, I keep saying in it I'll argue it all day long I think Amarelos and the Rangers team Is a better team And I think when the team sheet comes in And managers and players see that he's playing They, they know they're in for a game And Greg, you've got uh, something to say about uh, Neil Lennon Yeah, what it is, is Recently I've been looking, obviously, listening to the show and watching the news and stuff on social media with these Celtic fans. I don't know what they call themselves, these Green Brigade boys or whatever they're called, just throwing stuff at their bus, lining up outside, asking for Lenny's head. Should they not be respecting that man for how, how much he's won for that club? As a player and as a manager, I think it's despicable. They've had eight weeks, eight to ten weeks of bad results. We've had 10 years of no trophies, but we don't start throwing stuff at our team boss and start throwing stuff at our manager and asking for his head. It's a disgrace. I think they should all have a little look back and respect him for what he done as a manager, respect him what he did as a captain and as a player. It's the same as the, the same fans that would stop him in the street and ask him for a photograph. Shelley? I think, um, Greg, you're absolutely spot on there. I think the the criticism is... Um, I, I don't think it's fair, and I think in any other environment... You wouldn't get that as a manager. Um, he's there doing his job professionally, trying to get the best for Celtic Football Club, and um, there's no place for that. There's absolutely no place, and it doesn't do the players any good either. Yep. You know, you're, you're, they, they, those players are having police escorts getting onto a bus, mm-hmm. and you, then you want them to concentrate in a game. So, you know, I totally agree with you, Greg. You've made a fantastic point there, and I, I, I think. You know, as much as the fans want to change managers, but you know the players have got to do it on the pitch as well. And it's, I think that it's, you know, they've come up against a team this year in Rangers who have been phenomenal. And let's not forget that. And you know, the Rangers support I've had to for years put up with Celtic winning. So it's, you know, the, the tables have been turned quite a wee bit just now. Yep, I, I think it was over the top. I, I said that on the show. Um, last week, and I think they've got short memories. What, what the guys done is Greg just said there as a player 
but as a manager in the first um, time he, he, he won trophies he came, black, he came back sorry when Brendan Rodgers left to go to Leicester and he continued it and he continued to win trophies and it's like any manager mm-hmm. everybody goes through bad stages the players but now they've come out of it Greg, some great comments there. Thanks for calling. Celtic fans are planning a welcome for the Celtic side arriving at Hamden. Not sure how they're going to do it. Socially distanced. We have to watch. We don't want crowds that are coming out on uh, Sunday before the match, apparently. Greg, great call. Thanks very much for calling us. We'll speak to you again. Take care of yourself, guys. All the best. You too. Bye. Let's go. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Shelley Kerr on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Tomorrow night, Rob McLean is with Davy Proven and Chris Burke. Another good show to look forward to. Yeah, I like listening to Davy Proven. I'll be honest with you, he knows the game inside out and hopefully, what is it, maybe... The old firm game? Uh, yep, maybe the old firm game. We haven't yet announced that. All oh, right, sorry. Yeah, but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, but he knows the game uh, inside yeah. out, Davy. Yeah, he yeah. does. He'll be on tomorrow night. And then on Friday, it's the gruesome twosome, Shelley. We've got them back. The Anton Deck of Scottish football. It's Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson. Or is it Barry and Cy? I'm not quite sure of the billing. Do, do you know check. what? I went to watch Cy playing um, last season. Peterhead against Airdrie and I texted him afterwards and I, I called him Safety Sam and he was raging at me. Uh, he, he told me that. <laughs> Did he tell yeah, me? He says that. He, said, he actually played against us. He was he came on um, last 15, 20 minutes. Was he? Us. He did okay. Oh, he did all right. Yeah. <laughs> but he was injured. Yeah. He, he, uh, I think he was out for a couple of weeks. He's the problem. He's hamstring all, all season. He's a so. decent player. Isn't he? He's a yeah. decent yeah, player. But I, I, I'm not just saying it because obviously... He's, we're on the show together and we know each other. I think he's he, he could have played at a higher level than he, he did. Uh, he probably admit that himself. He's one of the ones that probably didn't dedicate himself enough. Mm-hmm. You, you you wouldn't stay at Celtic for so long. You know, I know it was in the use in the reserves mm-hmm. if they didn't think you'd potential. And it probably did. Maybe there was just maybe, maybe too, too much carry on in his head. But he knows his football. Oh, he knows and, it. He, and he can play. Out. And yep. he gives great advice now. I, he's, he's a terrific member of the team. He's on the boogie bus. And uh, are you in the secret Santa as well, aren't you? Yes, <laughs> <Barry>? sure am. <laughs> Shelley, there could still be time between now and the 25th. Thanks to everyone who's been tuning in. We're on from 5 till 7 every evening, Monday to Friday. So uh, tonight, so we haven't mentioned yet much about the Livy game. What do you think's going to happen? Livy against Ross County. David Martindale is on a run since taking over. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, since Holt left... Um, they've had three great results and they'll be full of confidence Ross County it's a a fair old um, jaunt down Uh, so I I think Livingston um, I'll just I think it'll be tight if Ross County come down and play the same sort of way they played against Celtic made it really tough for Celtic and frustrate them Um, it could be a, a long night but I think Livingston they're in the crest of a wave just now. They're, they'll be real confident that they can, and it's a chance for both teams to get to Hamden. Yep. I mean, what what bigger incentive do you need? Shelley, before I ask you your prediction, what about Ross Stewart? He scored against Celtic the other week. Great, getting rave reviews. Uh, could he be in time going down south? And we were chatting before we came in about you know comparisons with uh, Lyndon Dykes, who was there, Queen of the South, and then Levy, and now at QPR. Listen, the, the guy's story is incredible. Came from junior football, and you've got the same for Livingston as well. You know, Pittman, Pittman yep. as well came from Broxburn Juniors, I think mm. it was. So, just shows the players out there that if you're hungry and you have a will to succeed, that you can do it. But going back to Ross Stewart, 
Brilliant. You know, I watched him against Celtic. Fantastic. His work rate is tremendous, but he's a good footballer. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's got a physical presence about him, but there's a lot of similarities between him and Lyndon Dykes. And look at where where Dykes is now, you know, down at QPR after playing with Queen of the South, you know, probably Mm -hmm. on a couple of hundred pounds a week. And that is a real good story as a football, you know, but I I think there'll be a lot of English clubs looking at Stuart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only worry is that we don't keep him up here. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Ross County could afford to keep him. Um, and I see Aberdeen and Dundee United are, are two teams that have been linked with him um, so you want to see players um, as Shelley said it's great the, the journey he's had in football and for me every time I've seen him with Ross County he's been he's been outstanding certainly against Celtic I thought he was he was the best player in the park by a mile so you want to see players like that stay in our league up here So what do you reckon tonight Shelley Livy or Ross County? <sighs> I said it at the start, it's a tough one to call that. Um, I, I don't know. I think that David Martindale has obviously come in there after Gary Hole and he's been around the club for a long time. Um, he's come out and said he wants the job. I think the players are playing for him um, and they're on a decent run. So, you know, home advantage. Um, I can maybe see Livingston win that one. Yep, on the artificial surface as well. Yeah. Livingston will obviously be used to that. Um, so I, I think Livingston will have too much for them. St Mirren Rangers. You know what I'm going to say. Of course. <laughs> but, no, listen, no. it's going to be tough because, look, I think you said at the start of the show, nine unbeaten um, St Mirren. So Rangers know they'll be in for a, a tough ask uh, tonight, a tough game, tighter pitch. Um, but I think Rangers, again, mean they can make it, is it 28 games unbeaten? Um, and it's an, a, a chance to get to Hamden, as I said previously. So I think Rangers tonight will win the game. Going to give you the Rangers team. Uh, James has given me it, but it's not opening up in the app. So I'll open it up. Are you open it up? <laughs> yeah. We'll give you in a second or two. And Shelley, you said earlier on, uh, Rangers win for you. Yeah, yeah, Rangers win for me. I, I do think that the way that St Mirren set up, they'll they'll try and deny them space. They'll be nice and compact. They'll be organised and disciplined. But again, as we've said, I think Rangers, player for player, they've got so much football intelligence and creativity that I, I think that you know they'll be able to unlock the door. Match commentator Barry Ferguson has the team news. <laughs> <laughs> yep, McGregor in goals. It's Tavernier, Golson, Balligan and Bassi. Uh, the midfield three, Zungu, Aribo and Arfield. And the three up top are Kent, Roof and Itton. And on the bench, McLaughlin, Halander, Barisic, Patterson, Hadji, Davis, Kamara, Barker and Defoe. What do you think? No surprises? I, I just yeah, yeah. think even when you read out the bench, know, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. it's yeah. unbelievable, you mm-hmm. know, the, the depth that they've got. I know we've spoke about it all night, but, but I, I I just think they'll have too much. Bassi in there tonight? Yep. Yeah, listen, another good story. He never played any first-team games at Leicester, and um, it was probably a gamble for the manager. But do you know what? Every time I've seen the boy um, at left-back, he's, he's, he's done really well. And I think it was a couple of weeks ago against Falkirk, he came in and played um, centre-half and I thought he was really good in the game. So he's won definitely for the future for Rangers. And uh, St Mirren, Anik, Tate. What a signing Tate has been, as you mentioned earlier on. Amazed that Motherwell let him go. That was a yeah. surprise because he's an out-and-out... You know, he assesses danger really well and he wants to deal with it. That's a proper defender and he's added so much value. Him along with Anik, I think, have been you know massive mm-hmm. for St Myrna this season so far. Anik Tate and Mason. Shaughnessy, of course, the captain. McCarthy, Doyle Hayes, Obika, McGrath, Connolly, Fraser and Erhan. So that's the St Myrna lineup. Yep, for tonight. But yeah, Rangers it, surely will be, be too Yeah, much I think they'll be too strong. Yep. But uh, you've got to give 
Jim Goodwin a lot of credit I think he's he's built a decent squad there um, and they're always going to be a, a difficult uh, team to beat but as I said I've just read through that Rangers team and it's, a, it's still a strong 11 and then you look at that bench I mean, he can go and make a number of changes so I, I think Rangers will just have enough tonight In England your old teammate Mikel Arteta we we're going to talk about him they've gone in one goal down at half time at home to Southampton it's going to be some team top talk from him yeah, I watched his game on Sunday against Burnley and I seen his interview after it and he, he looked a bit shocked. Um, I mean, you, you read through that Arsenal team again, they've got a lot of quality players but they just don't seem to be to be clicking or gelling whatever way you want to, want to put it. So we, we spoke about it earlier, Barry, in terms of you know similarities with Man United when mm-hmm. Sir Alex left mm-hmm. and how difficult it is to come in and then you've, they've had... You know, what three, four managers since then, mm. and you know Arsenal as well. They had Emery, and now, you know, they've got Arteta, and it's so difficult when you've had a manager for that period of time to come in and, mm. you know, maybe readdress the culture, the environment, and how you want them to play. It's not easy. Yeah, but when he first came in, he got that initial spark out of him. Um, he and got trophies. Yep, yeah, and he won a he won a trophy as well. Um, but it's just no, it's not clicking for him just now. Um, and look. He's an ex-teammate. Always want to see ex- ex-teammates do well, and I think in time he will become a top manager. Mikel Aubameyang get the big deal and uh, finish the old season off kicked well, but not kicked the ball. And of course, Mesut Ozil will never see him again in the in the red and white at Arsenal. Your old team there, uh, Leicester are a goal down, and uh, they're at home to Everton. And Leeds one, Newcastle one. Glasgow City against Sparta. We're kicking off in five minutes, Shelley. So uh, we're hoping that they're going to do it tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think I said earlier, you're relying on the experienced players. Um, I don't know what their starting lineup is. I've not had a chance to look at that. But, you know, I think whilst there's only, they've got an away goal, which is helpful for mm. them. Um, and they'll want to start the game, you know, making sure that they're pretty solid, but equally knowing that they can nick a goal. So it will be a tough test for them, I have to say. But, um, you know, and, and I, I mentioned it earlier, they're definitely missing the three players that left to go to Rangers. And for Rangers, Barry, looking to tonight, how desperately do they want to get silverware? Because there's been loads of talk, quite rightly, about how well they're doing, but they still need to win something. They need... They, they need that, that's the word. They need to bring a trophy back as soon as possible. And this is the first one they can collect. And they've got three games uh, to go and do it. They've got a tough ass tonight. Um, as I said, I think St Man will make it tough, tight pitch. Um, but as I said, I, I just think uh, Rangers have enough quality, big squad, a lot of depth, a lot of quality. So this is a real opportunity for them. Barry, I, I think that in some ways, and people might laugh at this, I think there's even more pressure in this game for them because mm. you know Celtic are out and they are the biggest team left in the competition apart from Hibs. So the expectations increase tenfold, and I think they're under a lot of pressure tonight. So it'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure they will handle it. But it'll be interesting to see yeah, how they, they approach the game. That's something that I've I've looked on with interest this year. I think they've handled the pressure a lot better. I know a lot of people are going on about there's no yeah. fans in stadium. It's helping Rangers. We'll never know until fans come back in. Um, but there's there's a lot of expectations. I could imagine the, the first meeting of pre-season that we need to win trophies. Um, so I'm sure the manager will be putting demands. And when you play at a club like Rangers, you've got to be able to handle their demands and expectations. So I, I, I think they're in a better place. I think mentally they're a lot stronger as a unit this season. So that's why I, I'm confident that 
Silver Bear, welcome back to Ibrox. But it can change the dynamic a bit, can't it? Because, you know, they would start the season as underdogs to Celtic, but in this one, they're absolutely top dogs well, and expected now to win the League yeah, Cup. Yeah, they've superseded everything because, as you say, you know, Celtic are the dominant force that come into the season, but they've actually been just unbelievable this season so far and they've coped with the pressure really well. I think you only have to see Tavernier and how he speaks now in comparison mm. with last season. Even Golson. Golson as a proper captain. They've got more than one captain in yep. that team now and that's what you need. You need a group of leaders. Yep. Great. Well, we've got the Scotland leader, Shelley Kerr, with us tonight. Shelley, thanks for joining us. Will you come back? Of yep. course. Great. That's fantastic. Barry, will you come back? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> On Friday. Good win last night. Yeah, that's that yeah, good. Yeah, good win. Yep. That keeps us four points clear at the top. That's it from us. Rob's back tomorrow night with Chris Burke and Davey Proven. We'll see you then. Good night. The Gold Radio Football Show. With OPC Energy Limited. Have your boiler serviced, replaced or repaired this winter. Let's go. Feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles. The near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.